Hello everyone and welcome to my podcast. Uh, this is my first time making a podcast and I would be lying if I said I knew what I was doing, but my uh, approach to life is always to commit first and then figure it out later. So here we are. So I, for now, am going with the title Bendy and Strong for this podcast. And uh, this is going to be just a place where I can discuss um my experiences um, training, doing strength training with um, joint hypermobility syndrome and Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. And my hopes are that I can get some really cool guests on. Um, so I guess that leads into our first little section, which is um, actually before we go there, I do want to give a disclaimer. Um, this is not medical advice. Nothing on this podcast is medical advice. This is all my own thoughts um, and for entertainment purposes only. This is not, I'm not a doctor and this is not a medical prescription. Um, but now that we've got that out of the way, I just thought I would um, give you, like start this off by just talking a little bit about what made me um, want to start a podcast. So um, I'll give you a bit of background on myself. I, my name's Annie. I'm a, um, I've been lifting weights for a very long time. Um, I'm 28 now and I've been lifting weights since I was 13 um, and started competing in powerlifting at 18 and did my last powerlifting competition in 2017. Then I switched over to competitive bodybuilding um, and I made it up to quite a high level in powerlifting um, and hope to make it up to a high level in competitive bodybuilding as well, where I compete in the IFBB wellness division. Um, and as well as that, I have a... Uh, autoimmune condition called Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, which I'm assuming um, a lot of the people listening are going to also have. Um, and one of the hallmark features of Ehlers-Danlos syndrome is joint hypermobility or joint laxity. So hypermobile joints that might dislocate or sublax frequently, or even if you don't experience that, just the hypermobile aspect of the joints can cause a lot of pain throughout the body um, and have flow on effects to other areas of the body as well. So the, the weird, the weird thing that I've experienced as a strength athlete who's got Ehlers-Danlos syndrome is that my, uh, EDS rarely helps my lifting, but my lifting has helped my Ehlers-Danlos over the years. And because I've been competing at a really high level, um, and my background is I've got an exercise science degree, so I know how to talk the talk and I come from a family of, you know, physios and doctors. So I have learned how to talk the talk. Um, from a young age. And that alongside my uh, competition history has put me in this really interesting position where doctors and physios listen to me. <laughs> and I know that that's a very, um, yeah, that's not something that everyone can say who's got Ehlers-Danlos. And I have had some really awful, don't get me wrong, I've had some really awful experiences with uh, with some medical professionals um, with my condition, but um, it's it's basically put me, I've got a very unique, I think quite a unique position in the sense that I'm very well connected with some really, really smart people um, who are very understanding of Ehlers-Danlos and very uh, open and eager to understand the condition more. So I'm hoping uh, that through this podcast, maybe um, I can connect some of those people with the broader public. Um, so I thought I'd start today off just by giving a little um, little bit of background, a um, bit more background about me. So like I said, I'm 28. I live in Australia, um, in Sydney, Australia. And I 
um, was diagnosed with Ellis Danlos when I was in my, I think, late teens, early twenties. Um, and you know, it's, it's a condition that not many, not many people know about. Like I said, I come from a, uh, quite a medical, uh, family and, even then it was just something that wasn't taught in universities um, in Queensland where I was living. So um, I got diagnosed, yeah, in my early 20s, late teens, early 20s. Um, and But prior to that, I had always known that I had hypermobile joints. So I've been seeing physios since I was a very young age um, to try and treat this, yeah, the joint hypermobility. And um, when I got the diagnosis of Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, it, I mean, thing is with EDS right it's not until we have genetic um we can tweak the genetics um it's really hard to to treat the condition as a whole um but we can target different aspects of it so I had already been doing a lot to target my joint hypermobility and the effects that I had from that um but even still um I kind of hit the you know, the first peak of my powerlifting career when I was uh, in 2014, I won a big competition um, and set some Australian records. Um, but after that, I was basically in this position where I was in so much pain, not related to my lifting. This was just Ella's den lost pain. But what it was doing is, is it was stopping me um, from being able to train. Um, so even though I had all these, you know, this background of going to see physios, working with doctors, knowing that I had the condition, um, it was still stopping me from doing what I wanted to do. Um, so I reached out, I find, found an excellent physio um, and he has really shaped the way that I approach, uh, the way that I approach training and the way that I approach pain management and Ellis Denlos management. Because I think the thing is as well with the EDS is um, not only do we have a lot of different symptoms, but they all kind of interrelate, um, don't they? So it's like your joints might be playing up and as part of a flare up, you might have also your you know, digestion is playing up. Um, but because your joints are playing up, you're not moving around as much, which I don't know about you, but when I'm lying down a lot, you know, that, that, that changes my digestion, that changes the way I feel overall. And yeah, I think that the, that improving one component of the Ellis Denlos can really help to, um, from a practical standpoint, help to manage the other components, but from a mental aspect, um, it can help you just feel like the other other components are a bit more manageable. So, yeah, training with under this physio, so his name's Andrew Locke. Um, he really changed the way um, that I felt in my body um, with my Ehlers-Danlos. And obviously Ehlers-Danlos is, you know, it's described as a degenerative disorder. So that means it, it gets worse with age. But what I'm noticing is um, it's not necessarily a linear thing, right? Like it can go up and down, there's ups and downs. And some of my worst times with my EDS were when I was a young child. Um, and thankfully it's not as bad now, but there are times, you know, that can get quite bad. And, and it's about having that management team there for when it does get bad. So some of the things that Andrew really... Um, changed for me were he gave me a series of exercises that really targeted the weak muscles. Um, and a lot of my pain was actually coming from, um, underperforming muscles and a lot of them were postural muscles. So working with him, I created this, uh, exercise, um, rehab, prehab routine that basically worked, um, about as strongly as painkillers. Like I would do it and the pain would, the pain would go. 
Um, and I'm not saying that everyone can experience this or this is a universal thing. This is purely my experience. Um, and I also, what I definitely would say is the routine that I used wouldn't necessarily work for you if you're listening this with, uh, to this with Ellis Danlos. And in fact, the routine that I used at the start doesn't work for me now. Um, one of the things that uh, I have noticed with Ellis Danlos and um, the professionals that I've worked with, um, so I mentioned Andrew already, and he works with a guy called Shant, who's really um, fantastic with sacroiliac joints. And his research has been done on um, connective tissue as well. So he is a great person to talk to with this stuff and talking to him, what I've noticed, cause I've sent a few of my, um, I've yeah, I've, uh, forgot to mention at the start that I'm also a strength coach. Um, but I've sent a few of my clients to him with El- who have got Ellis Danlos and he's noticed this pattern, um, where the rehab routine works brilliantly. And then you do these exercises so much that it actually kind of creates an imbalance in and of itself. So what I've found from working with these guys is that a constantly updated rehab prehab routine that targets my um, weaknesses has been excellent um, for managing my Ellis Danlos. Um, so that's just, I guess, one of the little things that's been a real game changer for me. Um, it's made me feel a lot more in control of my body. Um, it's made me feel like I am not Uh, just waiting for the next thing to go wrong. And when it does go wrong, I've got the power. Like there's something about having control um, or being able to manage a situation just in and of itself that makes you feel better. Um, And that belief that you are not, that things are not out of your control. Um, So that's something. And hopefully um, I can, I can get a little bit more information from these guys to share um, as well. So I, um, yeah, I'm not really sure what else I'd like to say in this first opening um, opening podcast, but I figured I had to start it somewhere. Um, and I, I guess actually maybe another thing is um, just tying into what I was saying at the start, how I'm l- very fortunate to be connected with a lot of people. So obviously I've mentioned Andrew and Shant. Um, I've also worked with some brilliant, brilliant strength coaches. I've um, got a great team of doctors. Um, I've really managed to build out a really incredible team. Um, and as well as that, because I am, um, you know, using social media um, and posting and talking quite openly about my Ellis Danlos, what I've also um, managed to grow is a really cool community of people with Ellis Danlos. Um, and the um, the thing is with people with EDS is, and chronic illness just in general is, um, I think there's this expectation that they're very, um, you know, there's a particular stereotype that people would associate to someone with chronic illness, or, you know, that might be my own, um, my own biases um, making me say that, but I think that, um, you know, personally I've experienced, um, even when I was training at a really high level, you know, people, people labeling me as lazy or people labeling me as, um, uh, unmotivated or victim mindset. Um, when actually, no, it's just me trying to understand this body, um, and understand my limitations so that I know how I can work within them and how I can, um, expand them as well. Um, and what I've found in this really cool community um, of people with Ellis Danlos is there's a lot of really similarly minded people um, who who just want to um, who just want to 
just want to be them and be them comfortably and whatever that looks like um, and how they can how they can navigate this body so that they can experience life to the fullest um, and do the things that they want to do that make them more of them. Um, and I really, really love uh, this community because, um, you know, I was saying before people might label people with chronic illness as lazy or unmotivated, but actually I think that they're some of the most motivated and hardworking people um, I've ever come across. And they're the most like, oh, well, it'll be right. Like, oh, we'll figure it out. You know, this kind of attitude of like, you know, things are outside of our control sometimes and we just have to do, and they just have this incredible attitude. And I am so, so lucky to have some of these people in my, in my circle of friends. And a lot of the time when I take on an Ellisdale loss client or have in the past, they've ended up very quickly becoming a good friend of mine. So, um, yeah, I think that's, I guess, the final note that I'll end it on. I'm hoping to have some of those people on this show. Um, I'm not sure how often, how often I'll get this podcast out, but I'm hoping to keep it up regularly. Um, and I want to use this, I guess, as a platform to talk about my experiences as someone, as an athlete with uh, joint hypermobility and Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, but also to gather together some people and some resources to build some education um, around that topic. I think that, uh, you know, I, although I represent the extreme end of joint hypermobility with having something like EDS, uh, I think that there are other people who sit um, more down the quote unquote normal end of the spectrum uh, with joint hypermobility. And these people can still experience um implications from that in their training and I think that joint hypermobility is one of the most under-discussed topics uh, in the world of strength training and I think it's pretty crazy Uh, there's actually a lot of people with joint hypermobility and there are a lot of people who could be uh, I'm not saying you have to rewrite the textbook on how to train for these people but there are some ways that you can adjust the training to make you get better results if you've got joint hypermobility so uh, it's just something that is Personally, I've never really seen it discussed many places and it's something that I've learned through a lot of experience and not just with myself, but training other clients and then working with professionals who also work with people with the joint hypermobility. So I think that um, that's going to be the primary goal of this podcast, Um, but also I just want to, I guess, use it as a platform to explore different parts of what it it means to have Ellis Daniels, what it feels like, Um, to to talk talk to some... uh, really knowledgeable people about the human body, about Ellis den loss, how it affects the human body, to talk to some of my friends in strength training who have Ellis den loss, some other athletes with Ellis den loss, because I think we have this limit put on us, right? That we can't achieve things. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that everyone can come and do, you know, lift the weights that I've lifted. But what I am saying is that I think with the right people in your corner, you can do more than you would, perhaps would have thought you could do on your own and yeah having a space that you can talk and exist and be I just wanted to create a space for people like me to talk and share ideas so that's it this is the bendy and strong podcast and I'm excited to be starting this and I'm excited to have you along and I hope that you are as excited for it as I am and don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast if you can think of anyone else who might 
like uh, to listen to it. I can't wait to chat with you all more. And yeah, I'm going to sign off here. Until next time, this is Bendy and Strong.